Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugalo. And on this show, I interview women and a few cool dudes, all of them entrepreneurs, change makers, artists, or healers, about what fires them up and how they put their dreams into action. And I'm excited today to have with me a national sales manager for a health, a national health business who also is the mom of two young kids, helping us to figure out how we get it all done. Thank you for being here, Sarah Tugender. Yeah, thanks, Linda. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited. So tell me, like, what was like, what do you do? What, have you been doing it before kids, since before kids? <laughs> and yeah, let's yeah. get into that first, and then we'll talk about how having sure. children has changed sure. it all. Well, I mean, I think that life is not a dress rehearsal at any point. So I think anything that we've been doing, we've been doing since we've been little. And it just sort of all builds up to this moment in time. And so if you, you know, treat every day like that, then yes, I have been doing what I've been doing forever, which is having fun, making friends, and making a difference in this world. Um, but yes, I've been doing it um, before kids. Uh, but in a greater capacity actually since having kids. And I think that's where wow. it comes in. I think having kids for me made me step back and say, what am I doing with my time? What am I doing with every single day, every single hour, minute? Um, because I want to be there for my kids. Uh, and that changes a lot. <laughs> and so it means that when you do have your own time, you are thinking about it in a different way. Much different way, yeah. Wow. Can you... I mean, I'd love to get into like what the actual work is that you're doing, but this is really compelling. Can mm. I? Can you say more about? Yeah. That? So, I have always, you know, identified myself as a free spirit. <laughs> My mom says that I'm a little bit bossy, and she also says I'm not great with authority. And she says I've been like that since I was little. <laughs> and so, when I graduated from college, I did not want to sit in an office and have a desk job. So I graduated, and I became a pharmaceutical rep despite everyone saying to me, Sarah, that's a really competitive industry. There's no way you're going to get a job right out of college into your field of choice. They somehow gave me a car, gave me a corporate American Express, gave me free reign and said, have a good time and go out to whatever steakhouses you want to, have Starbucks every single day you want to, whatever you want to do, you design the life and you have basically unlimited funds to do so. That's a ridiculous thing to give a 21-year-old. <laughs> I don't know how they decided that that's what I was going to do. But from a very young age, I learned how to structure my time and be super accountable to measurable goals. So I think that's the first thing, as I really I enjoyed that pace, because that's really the only pace I've ever known. And so I continued a whole sales career, um, got my way up to being a regional sales manager. New York City was my territory. I had eight reps underneath me. And uh, on July 1st, 2012, I had to tell eight people, most of them who are double my age, that the company no longer employed any of us. It was a company-wide layoff. Wow. And so that really just uh, showed me how unstable 
corporate America can be, mm -hmm. and we can't rely on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then what did, what did you do? Yeah, so uh, at that time, my husband and I needed to make some decisions. So we said, we were in New York at the time, my family's from the Boston area, and we said, well, let's, let's go home, let's you know, start a family, and let's figure this out. And I said, you know what, I, if I can sell, I can sell anything, right? Isn't that what a lot of salespeople say? And listen, I've been unstructured my whole life, so I can continue to be unstructured. So, um, you mean unstructured by not having other people structure you? Exactly. You've yeah. been self-structured. Yeah. Self-structured, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so in that regard, I said, I think I have the discipline. I think I have everything. And uh, my identity is sales. And so, right, that should translate over to anything. And um, so I built an Instagram account to 15,000 followers while having my daughter. I did it in the time that I was maybe my last trimester and then right into the first couple months and then did the whole mommy thing, like a mommy blogger from home with this big account that I had and I had followers and I'm making online sales and I hated it. I was miserable. And it was everything I wanted to be, right? I mean, that's what you, you read about. You say that's the penultimate for mompreneurs is to build a business from your iPhone sit there on the computer, make passive income, right? Is that what, what did you hear? like? What, what parts? It wasn't my identity. It, it just wasn't uh -huh. me. And uh, so I found there was a really big internal struggle where I didn't have that opportunity to put on my high heels, put on my power business suit. And I said, I, I got to get back into that. But I need to do it now in a different way because I caught that bug of being the mompreneur and being able to, you know, still go to the library with the kids, take them to the park, have a play date when I want to, and not put the kids in, you know, childcare. And uh, so I said, well, now I need to reverse engineer this. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you? How did you evolve from there in your workspace? Yeah. Like, what did you do? Did well, my you... workspace didn't change, but what you have to do as, I think, an entrepreneur and as a um, self-employed business owner is there's just one thing you have to change, and it's all about just changing your mindset. And I think the fastest way to change your mindset is to go back to work and build those foundations again. And so I went out and I found a couple mentors. I went back through a couple different courses um, that I had had my eye on. And I looked towards people that were doing what I wanted to do. And I mm -hmm. said, let me go and find out directly from them. Uh, it did take a couple cross-country flights to go find some people that were you know, playing in this still online space, but doing it in a very interesting capacity. So I, I knew I wanted to be an online marketer and an online entrepreneur, but I needed to learn from you know other moms that were doing this. You know how how do I figure out though how to be true to myself? And I think one of the best advice that I did get from someone was, um, don't feel then bad because there is this sort of reverse shaming in this online world or in the you know mom self-employed world where you know why would we want to work for a corporation but there was one mom that I looked to who had put on her dream board and goal to go work for this company that she really loved and she went and got a job from it and that it was still setting out and saying that's what I want to do that's what I want to be and this is how I want to do it and 
I just went back to the basics from when I was graduating college at 21 years old and, and they said, you can't be a pharmaceutical rep. And I said, okay, let me go talk to five pharmaceutical reps and let's go figure out how they did it. And then I'll just follow the recipe because that's all it is. So you were looking to get back in connection with the corporate environment. Yeah. Yeah. But do it in a different way. Do it in a different way. So how does that, how, what does that look like now? Yeah, so for me, I actually am a full-time consultant. So um, that just means that they pay me a full-time salary and I do work full-time hours. But because I'm a consultant, I don't have to work on their hours. Mm. So as long as I'm getting my work done, I'm mostly project-based. Um, and I probably put in more than full-time work because you know the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the phone's always ringing. My email's always going off. But it's nice because, you know, when my son was born, you just take a minute, you know, and that's fine. And when my daughter needs me, you just, that's, that's that time. And people will ask me sometimes, you know, what's today? And I'm like, I have no idea. Because whether it's Saturday or Monday or Tuesday or whatever, I, it doesn't really make a difference mm -hmm. to me. And I found that now I, I, I'm a national sales manager for a huge healthcare company. It's one of the top companies that's playing in this space. We market directly to healthcare professionals providing products and services. And I am um, their trainer. I, I go on, probably jump on an airplane about 12 times a year to go out into the field and to do some trainings. Um, but I brought a lot of what we did with my experience with online marketing. So I don't, I'm not disappointed that I had that time where I spent at home and building that Instagram account because those skills were transferable into what I'm doing today and how I'm now teaching people how to do that. Um, but a couple times a year I get to get out of my leggings and baseball hat and sneakers and back into you know my power sales clothes. Uh -huh. And so it's the perfect balance where I don't have that daily grind, but by the time I start like missing the corporate world, I'm called right back into it, which mm -hmm. is exciting. That's really wonderful that you were able to uh, redesign a, a work life that suits you. Yeah. And it's not, be, you know, like, oh, I have to do it this way or I have to do it the other right. way. You were able to blend it. Yeah. Yeah. When you think of moms working, it's either they're working out of the house or they're doing, you know, something at home. That's right. And uh, so this is just, it's, it's not really like anything I've really seen before or anything that I know of anyone else that does anything similar. But that's what I'm trying to do is just trailblaze and do the impossible and have it all and mm -hmm. then some. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you are having that yeah. it almost stays? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's At great. At this point, it's great. So what do you recommend? Like, what are some of your tips for moms who are trying to, who want to have it all, whether they are working in corporate or they're trying yeah. to start up a business while yeah. raising the kids? Yeah, well, I have a couple critical steps. Okay. And the first one is that there's some things that you just need to step away from and say, I am never going to do it. So you have to make policies for yourself and your household. And um, this is something my husband and I, neither of our parents have ever owned a lawnmower. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons and one of the reasons I think why our marriage and our relationship is so successful because a lot of our 
success principles, we both have a solid foundation on them. And so it's not about anything being, you know, beneath us or us being, you know, too good as a lot of people think, oh, I'm too good to mow the lawn. No, it's not that. It's that you're not going to take time away from me and my kids and my family life for something that someone else can do and probably enjoys doing a lot better than we do. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whether you decide that that is, you know, folding your own laundry, doing grocery shopping, cooking your own meals, whatever it is that doesn't give you joy and doesn't add to your family life and is just a menial task that someone else can do and probably do better than you can, let them do that. <laughs> and just give yourself permission as a mom to do that. Um, and take inventory. I, every six months, my husband and I sit down and we list out our daily tasks. We'll keep a little journal for a couple days and we'll say, what are we doing on a repetitive basis? And so one of the things recently was, um, we were finding, okay, at least every two weeks, one of us is going to the dry cleaners. Um, we both work from home. We both occasionally have meetings and wear fancy clothes that need to go to the dry cleaners, but still that extra, you know, 40 minutes twice a week, like that's of going and dropping it off and coming back as we're not always out and about. We said, okay, let's find a service that we'll pick up and drop off. And that's an easy thing. And you know what? It actually costs us the same amount of money to get our clothes laundered. Whoa. So that's the crazy part. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just trying to do, I mean, we outsourced grocery shopping a long time ago. And, you know, it's not just anymore for, like, the rich and famous. There's a lot of you know, services out there, whether it's Peapod or now Instacart, which is a really great service. It's like the Uber of grocery shopping. Um, you, just, you just don't need to do it anymore. It just doesn't make any sense to do those things. So my first thing, as I say, you know, pick the things that you're never going to do and make that your family policy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, another thing that I always say to people is um, in the same vein is just see what you can outsource and it doesn't have to break the bank. So don't think of these things as unattainable or unimaginable. I think a lot of people will say, well, I need a personal assistant or I need a virtual assistant or I need a housekeeper. Whatever your budget is, just start with that. And even if it can be just a little bit. Um, the other thing I think is when people outsource, they'll either outsource, so I'll give you an example, um, with getting your house cleaned. If you are getting your house cleaned right now and you work from home and you're getting it cleaned every two weeks, now, you're probably then cleaning before the cleaner comes a little bit, right? Have you ever done that? I used to. I don't anymore. <laughs> right. So we've all kind of been there until someone obviously gave you some advice. And so uh, one of the first things I did is I said, well, if that's my budget for monthly, I'm going to find someone that can come weekly or even twice a week. Maybe it's a shorter amount of time. Maybe they're doing a little less intensive cleaning every time. Um, and then I'll pay maybe once a month for that like really big deep clean. But keeping everything orderly and tidy means that I'm focusing on keeping the main thing the main thing. Mm -hmm. And I am a big believer of if you have a budget and you need to stick to it, just ask for that and you will find someone <laughs> that will fit that. <laughs> you absolutely will. There's enough job boards out there. There's enough Facebook marketplaces and connections in your local community of someone that needs a little bit of extra help financially and you need a little bit of extra help in you know your household. Well it sounds like you the first step is taking inventory yeah. of what you do yeah. and you must stop and 
consider those things. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't really know what is worth your time or not. Because most yeah. people probably don't ask themselves exactly. these things. They think, oh, I have to do this. Right. Yeah. 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 And it even comes through with like a virtual assistant. So I personally, I did some research and um, I have an assistant. She's from the Philippines. She is a stay-at-home mom there. We've developed a really great relationship. We've worked together for over a year. I think I pay her just about $3 an hour, which uh, if you look at the conversion rate over in the Philippines, it's an amazing salary for her that she's on with me. Um, and so I'm happy to provide a link as to where I found my virtual assistant because that was a huge help for me and my business. Mm -hmm. And she probably does about 70% of just the, um, you know, just the automation of my consulting business and my training business in getting me up and running. So I'm running Facebook groups, I'm running accountability groups, I'm getting flyers and promotions out for trainings that I'm doing and follow up there. And it's amazing because that's not where my skills lie. I don't need to, I know how to, I create beautiful flyers, I create great Facebook posts, but I'm helping her and her family and she said to me recently that when she's doing work for me, all of her kids, she homeschools all four of her kids and her kids are know me by name, I've FaceTimed with all of them, Skyped with them over the internet and so we, we know each other, we've met, they've met my kids and they know that it's helping them and their family be able to do really great things and my kids know their kids because they know that they make it possible, she makes it possible for me to be able to spend more time with my family. So it's mutually beneficial and if you can develop a relationship like that um, and help another family that needs just a little bit of extra money and can work flexible yeah. hours, yeah. it's great too. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a global community now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's unbelievable. It is. Have you worked with virtual assistants? I have, but um, usually from from the US yeah. or I have worked with someone or I do work with someone in the UK. Okay, all right, awesome. Yeah. Well, you'll have to check out this link. I, I will. It's been vetted and a, a lot of my friends who are entrepreneurs online have used the service as That's well. That's great. To be able to connect. That's so. great, yes. <laughs> so you had more tips that you wanted to offer to mompreneurs. Yeah, the yeah. The first one was uh, take inventory of what you can outsource. Mm -hmm. where, where do we go from here? So the next thing is um, that, oh, now I had on the tip of my tongue, it, it, baby brain is a real thing, so you just have to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll It give goes you a in <laughs> and it flies out, it's unbelievable. <laughs> so my, my second tip is um, that do not believe in balance. So I'm a big believer in imbalance. You're going to look at me skeptically because a lot of people are going to come and say, you know, hey, you're coming on as a mom and you're going to say to me that there is no such thing as this like life-work balance. But I actually teach people that I work with to be really imbalanced in the work that they're doing because I think a lot of people, especially people who do work out of the house or are self-structured, as you said, lose a lot of focus. And so one of the things that I do is I go back to basically school day success. And when I went to school, you know, we had either quarters or trimesters and there was a focus for that period of time. And you had a start time and you had an end time. And that's when you were going to pay attention to whatever that season was. So for me, I played volleyball in the fall, right? And I, you know, did swimming in the summer. And these things were very separate for me. You know, I was doing very different training and I was doing a very different focus than I was in another season. 
or maybe back to school, you know, it would be when I was in college, all right, I'm going to get done my, you know, this math core class, and it's going to be my first semester and second semester. I'm no longer going to have to worry about that math core class. All of my focus is going to be on, you know, now my psychology course. So you're talking about focusing on one thing at a time rather than trying to juggle exactly. lots of... And I call it giving yourself permission to have a season. That's mm, what I say. Nice. You know, have a season. So maybe this is, and I think social media scares a lot of people. Um, and it was funny, right before this interview, you said to me, do you want me to post this on LinkedIn? And I was like, yeah, sure, I guess I have a LinkedIn. Um, and I've already designated when my season of LinkedIn is going to start. <laughs> so um, I, LinkedIn is something I kind of put aside a few years ago. And I said, I do need to get back into it. I have a priority and a project that I'm in the season of right now. And I haven't started up my LinkedIn season. And my LinkedIn season will have a start date, it will have an end date, and it will be just that. And I'll be completely imbalanced where I'm spending you know, maybe 80% of my time on LinkedIn and 20% of my time on other social media. Mm -hmm. Where right now, I'm, I'm imbalanced the other way. I'm spending 80% right now in Facebook groups and I'm spending 20% of my time in other social media. Mm -hmm. And so I think giving yourself permission to do that allows you to be able to do it all but focus and have and a And sequentially. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I read a book when I was uh, pregnant called sequencing mm. and it talked about that you can have it all but not all at once yes and I loved that and it felt I felt like it served me well and I also realized that I do a very similar thing I don't think I'm quite as structured as you I think I could learn something from you here <laughs> but I do believe that there are seasons and I believe in doing deep work mm. so that so recently I'm working on writing a keynote talk and that's been taking a lot of my time. Yeah. And I'm not trying to balance it and get other things done. I'm saying this is what I'm doing right that's now. That's it, giving yeah. yourself permission. Mm -hmm. And so when I say, and then it gives us a language to, because um, I do have some people that as a sales manager, I will run some intensives or do intense coaching with some people, as I'm sure you do at times as well. And it's nice when I give people permission to say to me, no, it's not my time to work with you. And so now they know, they just say, Sarah, it's not my season. And I'm like, cool, well, when it is, just get back in touch with me, and that's fine. And so it gives us that permission for me to not work with people that might not be great at saying no, mm -hmm. <laughs> which sometimes happens with clients, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's something that they know they want to do, and they take it on when they don't have enough time for it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're all guilty of it, <laughs> especially moms. <laughs> we yeah. can do it all. Yeah. Um, so my last and final tip is um, that you need to right now call people who can help you, and you already know the people that are in your Rolodex who can get you to the next level or help you with things. And I think that. Um, I, I was working recently with a group of leaders. This was in a, a more advanced sales capacity. And I called up all of them, and these were people I had identified as getting to a certain level, but I had noticed sales-wise they ended up plateauing and they were a little bit stuck where they were. So I needed to just figure out what was the commonality between this group of people and why they weren't breaking through. So I had one-on-one -on -one conversations, and just about every person said to me, well, I got to a certain level and I just don't know who can help me. I don't know who to turn to. I don't know who to ask for for help. And 
On the flip side, I had done some work with a couple people over the summer, last summer, where um, I worked with them and I was able to shadow someone that was in a very you know, advanced role and very successful at what she was doing. And um, so I spent two nights at her house and just kind of watched her and observed and took notes. And it seemed like just about every 30 minutes, she was on the phone calling someone else for help, looping someone else into a conversation. Um, outsourcing was like her middle name and delegating was amazing. And she just kept saying to me, I wish I was good at this and I wish I was as good at, as this person. And Sarah, I wish I was even as good as you are. I mean, look at you. You can talk to anyone or do anything. And, but come on, let's go to this meeting because I'm going to have you talk and do all the talking. <laughs> and I said, well, I think that's your biggest strength, Lisa. I think it's the fact that you're realizing what you're not good at and you're bringing those people in. And that's what got you to the level that you're at where this other group of people were kind of stuck, but they were saying, who do they call? There's no one there. There's a ton of people there, and you have access to them. You already have their phone number. So what do you think gets in the way of, is it that they don't know what to ask for? They just feel generally stuck, and but yeah. what do I even ask for? Yeah, I think it comes down to like identity, and a lot of people feeling that imposter syndrome, which we've heard of so often, but almost in the flip side, feeling like, well, now I have been deemed by people to be successful or I have this title that I'm trying to give myself and that title of being successful or being an expert in my field means now that I should have all the answers and I shouldn't have to go outside of my ha myself mm -hmm. for additional support. I should just be self-sufficient at this point. Mm -hmm. When I actually think that leadership is aligning yourself with people who are better than you are and are going to be able to continue to take you upstream and just keep finding people that can mentor you, teach you, and help you that way. And I, I believe we already know these people. We already have these connections. And I think it's that fear that keeps us, holds us back from reaching out to someone, from touching base with them, booking that you know, counseling session or coaching session or whatever it is or just, just getting straight up advice from them. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the work that I'm doing today is finding those people and saying, who can I call today? Mm -hmm. um, and especially in the mompreneur space, it's been really fun because I'll say, hey, let's get together on the playground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. And then you can be with the kids and you can have these interesting conversations. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I have a box here with cards inside that I call the wild card pick. <laughs> Different qualities. Would you pick one and, Absolutely. Uh, and then riff on what it means to you in your business right. or in your life? Okay. Oh, this is easy. Letting go. Letting go. Um, and I'm going to say that the biggest thing that right now I'm seeing about letting go, and just to go off of my last point, it is letting go of those self-limiting beliefs. Letting go of the things that are specifically holding you back. And I do think it's, it's those fears, it's those preconceived notions, it's those labels that we're giving ourselves. Um, I called a girlfriend recently because I was noticing some tension in my life. I was noticing, which is very uncharacteristic of myself, that I was starting to get jealous of other people's success. And I said, that's not like me. And especially of like really good friends of mine where I was like, I don't understand why am I feeling like this? 
and um, and this is what I do when I have a feeling I go to someone that I think you know can help me and she goes you know I don't know Sarah but uh, I feel like tapping might be helpful for you have you tapped and I said now anyone that knows me tapping meaning EFT yes tapping? yes mm -hmm. no I sell health care Linda mm -hmm. I sell to traditional medical doctors who all day long ask me about the science of things mm -hmm. so I'm like this woo-woo stuff I don't know but sure can't hurt right <laughs> and uh, so she gave me a website to go to and I have to say it was tap with Brad she goes type mm -hmm. it in and um, in about you know a couple days I felt a lot better and I felt like I let that go and yes. so I know that letting go fears, self-limiting beliefs is really huge for a lot of people. Well, Sarah, this has been great. I mean, you've had so, I mean, obviously you've thought about this so deeply, how to have it all as an entrepreneur and a mom. And I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom. Thank you. I appreciate you having me and introducing me to your audience. Thank you. If you enjoy this episode of Women Inspired, be sure to tune in to the next one. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheik Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.